Father, I just thank you, Lord, that your word says that we can boldly go to the throne room of grace and ask of you anything. Lord, your word says that, so that means that we can do it. If we know you, we can boldly come to you. I thank you for that privilege, Lord, that we can come to the one and only God and bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Are you ready? Are you ready? About ten, when I was about 10 years of age, I climbed up into the, the bunk room of Narawahia CYC camp by myself, there was no one in the, in the, in the bunk room, and I gave my, my heart to Jesus. I asked him to come into my heart. And around about that time, I don't remember when, I didn't hear an audible voice or had a vision or anything. I just had a thought or an impression that I was going to be a preacher in the last days before Christ returned. Now, I've had that impression all of my life. And of course, I always wondered, well, I wonder when, when, when is it ever going to happen? And... Um, I went to England when I was 40 years of age. I was invited to, to go to a deliverance seminar in Brighton with 5,000 pastors. And I was part of a team that were praying for people afterwards. Not exactly a pleasant experience, I might add, but very powerful to see the Spirit of God come and drive out the demonic. Quite an experience. And then I was given two weeks holiday. But in that two weeks holiday, I went and spoke at two full gospel businessmen. Fellowships gave my testimony. And I thought, wow, I'm beginning to speak. Maybe this is what the Lord's saying. Maybe the Lord's coming back soon. 40? That seems a pretty biblical uh, term, 40 years in the wilderness. But you know, it was not until I visited Ruwai in 2014, before I married uh, a young lady from, from here. I walked into the prayer room and the first word Matunzi said to me, and he didn't know me from a bar of soap, was I've got a word for you. And I said, oh, great, good. He said, the Lord has said that it's time for you to start preaching. So that was three years ago. And uh, I want to thank Dez for giving me the opportunity to speak. So if you don't like me as a speaker, you can blame Des. Because he initiated my speaking career as such. You know, are you ready? When I was uh, living in Auckland, in Hillsborough, in Aldersgate Road, if you know that road at all, it's very, very steep and winds down to a shelly beach. It takes about 15 minutes from my place to get down, that I was saying, and to get down to the bottom. But it took half an hour to get back up because it was very steep. But I used to do it every morning. And once when I was doing it, it was a bit of a struggle. I heard the Lord say, Ray, I want you to get fit for what is coming up ahead. Heard him say that clear as a bell. Well, I'm not as fit as I should be. And uh, the fact that I've remembered that word has prompted me to uh, 
get more stuck into uh, planks and, uh, and walking. I still haven't got the courage to go climbing up mountains and things. Uh, but I do think it is important that we consider the fact that we need to be fit and we need to be healthy, not just so that we can live longer, what's better than being sick, but because there are tumultuous times up ahead and God wants us to be ready. Des and Alex are prime examples of Christians who are getting themselves ready, keeping themselves fit. Alex climbs a, a mountain three times uh, a, a week. Des is uh, running marathons and what have you. He's keeping fit. And I think that that's a good thing, and I think we all need to be challenged by that. Just a few weeks ago, June or July, I'm not sure what it was, Dave Silver contacted me on Messenger. He lives in Haifa, Israel. He's a Jewish evangelist. He's just arrived in New Zealand. He's going to be at the Bless Israel uh, rally at the Victory Christian Centre this tonight. And he sent me this, Ray, have you heard the prophecy about the whales? And I said, no, what's that all about? And he said, oh, well, these, these married ladies have had a prophecy that they've seen whales coming to New Zealand and they've studied it and, and it, it, it's a, they've got a feeling that it means there is some judgment coming on New Zealand, uh, that it's going to come in April and it's going to affect Auckland. And me being facetious me texted back. He says, well, if something happens, Dave, the prophecy will be true. If nothing happens, why don't we just stone the prophets? And thought nothing more of it. Then the other day, I thought about the fact that Auckland has just experienced its worst ever storm in the month of April. And it was a very bad storm. And that set me thinking. I wonder if there was a connection. Maybe I shouldn't have been so facetious. So I texted him a couple of days ago and said, send me that prophecy. And here it is. The prophecy says, be urgent with prayer. Hi, Farnell. We need to pray now more than ever. It's perilous times. The whales are gathering around New Zealand. And as I've studied the old whale rider narratives now, and I realise the whales bring both judgment of the unrighteous and vindication for the righteous. And both are at our doorsteps right now. Judgment and vindication. The whales are about to land. Have been hearing judgment over New Zealand for the past month now. This is July. And particularly today, Jane Troughton, she's the lady that's organising the Bless Israel in, in New Zealand, was in Jerusalem, and she sent this message. Met these women at the Jerusalem House of Prayer. The Lord told them to come to Israel to pray for New Zealand. They had a dream and a word of a huge disaster and judgment against New Zealand, which was coming very soon. The city which would be the most devastated would be Auckland, the Lord impressing upon them April. They only just shared on it that morning and would leave Israel in the next few days. It was a divine meeting and a divine message. And this is pretty similar to the intercession meeting a month ago with the Indian community who saw the same image. Now, it could very well be, and I don't know for sure, but it could very well be that that call that went out right across New Zealand called for people to pray and intercede. 
And it was maybe Auckland uh, got released from whatever was targeting it, whatever was going to happen. It was a very, very big storm and took the weather office by surprise. And it did a lot, a lot of damage. Could the intercession that was going on prevent it? A worse disaster? I don't know for sure. But it made me start thinking because I know that certain things are coming up. Why? Because the Bible says. Let's have a look at Matthew 24, 3-8 where Jesus is, speaks about the future when he's talking with his disciples. And he says, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. Boy, is that going on at the moment. Wars and threats of wars. And don't panic. Yes, those things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pangs with more to come. People who don't believe in God believe that it's climate change. It's a changing of why there are more storms and this, that and the other. Last year it was global warming. This year it's coming ice age. They don't actually have a clue what's affecting the world. God is allowing whatever affects the world. Matthew 24, 9-14, Jesus went on to say, then, that's after these tumultuous times that we're coming into, then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Did you know that in the California Senate right now they are trying to pass a law to ban every book, which includes the Bible, that speaks against transgender and homosexuality? They want any book that is negative towards different kinds of sexuality other than marriage, they want them banned. And it's going through the Senate. The bill's going through the Senate at the moment. Now, one day it will happen that you'll be in a lot of trouble for stating your Christian beliefs. In England, there have been several pastors arrested after someone complained in the congregation that they had spoken out that it was sin to be involved in certain practices. And that, that's now called hate speech. Jesus went on and said, Many will turn from away from me and betray and hate each other. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Matthew 24, 15, 21 and 22 says, The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. That's going to be the Antichrist setting up worship in the temple in Jerusalem. We will see that one day soon. 
for there will be greater anguish than, than at any time since the world began. I remind you, this is Jesus speaking. For those who think, oh, everything's going to be fine and, and the kingdom of God is going to come and, uh, and there's no difficult times up ahead, this is what Jesus said. And Jesus is God. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again, thank God. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Matthew 24, 29 to 31. After those terrible times that are coming up, after that, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky and the powers and the heavens will be shaking and then at last the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. Praise God. And there will be deep mourning among all the people of the earth and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world from the farthest ends of the earth of the earth and heaven. And those that have died in Christ will be caught up, caught to be with the Lord first. They're actually in heaven now, so they'll be coming with him. And then we who survive the tribulation period are caught up to be with him as he comes down to reign on Jerusalem. Matthew 24, 32, 33 says, Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know the summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things happen, you can know his return is very near, right at the door. I believe this generation are going to see these things happen. And so therefore, praise God, we can expect the return of Jesus Christ. My question is, are you ready? Are you looking after your health? and seeking healing for yourself and for others. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your personal saviour who has forgiven you of your sin? Are you praying for your loved ones and neighbours that don't know Jesus? Are you seeking an intimate relationship with the Father God? Look who's coming. And because he's coming, all the more reason to seek and get closer to him. I, can, I commend Janet for seeking the Lord for herself. Not because she's married to me and I preach and teach different, all sorts of things, but because she wants her own personal relationship with the Lord and she wants to know the anointing of God. So she's reaching into him and, and I'm seeing it happen at home. Because we need to know the anointing of God. When we spoke at uh, Wangarei uh, for, for Life, Life for You Church last Sunday morning, we had sought the Lord for the anointing for healing. And the Lord gave me a word while I was sitting in the seat, emphysema. I had no idea what that was. When I got up to speak, I said that there was someone in the audience that had emphysema. Can you, you tell me what that is? And someone said, oh, it's to do with the, the chest and uh, uh, bad breathing and what have you. Well, no one, no one responded, um, uh, but 
At the end of the meeting, several people came forward for chest-related things, and then a lady came forward and she said, I'm, I'm the one with emphysema, and I know God's going to heal me. And we prayed for her, and we could sense the anointing of God around her. And Janet said, Was, have you been a, a smoke, smoker? And she said, no, never. But my father was. He was a very heavy smoker. And I thought to myself, the curse cannot alight without a cause. I said, what was your relationship like with your father? She said, I hated him. And why I didn't respond when you made the call is that I spent the whole time forgiving him before I came up. So I believe she'll be totally healed. Because you see, the entry point was dealt with. Then um, a lady brought up this beautiful, old, very old Maori lady who couldn't see. She had to be led up to the front. And uh, we spoke with her, and it, it was obviously... You know, she, she, she was blind. She said there was a disease between her, behind her eyes, and it was getting darker and darker every day. So we laid hands on her, and we prayed for her, and we asked the Lord to heal her, because we can't, we can't heal a flea. We asked the Lord to heal her. Then we stopped and we said, how are you now? Can you see anything at all? I must admit, I wasn't expecting her to say yes. I was just going to say something, well, keep on believing and what have you. I didn't have the faith for her to see. And all of a sudden she said, oh, there's a lot of light in this room, isn't there? And then she looked and she saw Jan. She said, oh, are you the one that was praying for me? So that was a, appears to be a measure of someone a blind person receiving sight. Now, I've never seen that happen before, and I, I give all the glory to God. But that's who our God is. He heals. He sets free. He delivers us. And if you don't know him, you need to know him. You need to say, hey, Lord, I want to be with you. Because if you get run over by a, a tractor tomorrow, where are you going to go? The Lord uh, gave me some words of knowledge for us this morning while I was sitting in the seat back there. He said, there is someone who is feeling very shallow. Someone is feeling shallow. They're, they're wanting to get in deeper into the things of the Lord, but they can't get there. Well, there must, might be some blockage. We'd be happy to pray for you to break that blockage off. The Lord said, there's someone here that's uh, really struggling with the fact that they are very cantankerous at the moment. You know what that means? Cantankerous. It means uh, you get, get annoyed very, very quickly. Like Jan gets annoyed with me, so, you know, <laughs> might, be, might be for you, Jan. <laughs> but it is. Sometimes someone can really annoy you, and then you find yourself getting cantankerous, and then you find it's, you're getting into a habit of being annoyed with people all the time. It's something that just needs to, needs to be prayed for and dealt with. Another word the Lord gave me is that someone here has a debilitating condition. A debilitating condition. Something that is sapping you of your strength. Whatever that means to you, a debilitating condition. So, are you ready? Are you ready to accept Jesus? as your personal saviour if you don't know him? Are you ready to get rid of sickness out of your life and say, Lord Jesus, would you come and heal me?
Are you ready to press in deeper to the Lord? And if, if you are, I'd like you to come, come forward and, and we'll be happy to pray for you. So let's all just stand for the moment and we're going to pray a general prayer. And if you want prayer for anything at all, please come forward. And Dez and Jan, uh, anyone with a uh, prayer and a healing ministry, just feel free to come forward for prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you give us the opportunity right now to get ready. That, Lord, your word says that we can come boldly to the throne room and ask of you anything. We can, we can ask you to, for help, your word says. We can come boldly to the throne room and ask for your help. Father, we all need your help. I need your help. On a daily basis, I need your help. And Father, there are some here with different conditions and what have you that need your help. And I ask that you would come right now and minister to us in Jesus' name.